Is it true that you can leap over a chair from a standing position? It depends on the size of the chair. Uh, I'll cheat a little bit. <laughs> yeah! This is Enter VR, and uh, this is the podcast on all things virtual reality. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm joined by Guy Godin and Steve German. Uh, Guy, you're the creator of Virtual Desktop, and Steve, you're a wizard of programming that is also the creator of Unreal SF, among, among many things. But Guy, um, yeah. dude, I've been meaning to have you on the show for a long time. <laughs> Holy crap, it's so good to see you in Meet Space, finally. Yes, yes. Um, Thanks for having me. You're a legend. Um, <laughs> no. In the like internet, virtual reality community, you you have a name for yourself, don't you? I, I don't know. You, you, I didn't expect that much. but <laughs> <laughs> You might want to speak a little louder into the mic. Okay, sure, sorry. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm just some regular guy like... Like hacking around with VR on my weekends and free time, and that's all really. That's all I do. And now, were you a Windows developer, desktop developer? Yes. Okay, so you, I figured that because I mean, um, just because I mean, it's, it's kind of like you have to understand how to program for the desktop to be able to dissect that. Uh, correct, correct. My 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 full time position is uh, I'm a tools programmer, so I do tools for uh, for the video game industry. So uh, things like uh, you know uh, Unreal Editor or uh, Unity Editor, I do that kind of stuff for companies like their own editors, essentially. Uh, so. right. Nice. Talk to me about, and, and this is for the un uninitiated. Who, what is VR Desktop? Because you're the creator of it, right? This is what we're talking about. Um, yep. So just a quick description. It allows you to, to use your computer while you're in VR. It, it seems weird. Why can't you do, already do that? Well, that that's why I created it. So essentially, it allows you to see your desktop on a virtual on a giant virtual screen, and from there you can play regular non-VR games. You can watch movies. You can watch 360 videos, uh, and you can you know, view VR content, launch games, and return from them, and so it's kind of your uh, your Oculus home, essentially. <laughs> it's, yeah. Why? Why did you want? Like, what made you want to do this? Well, I created the app because I, I saw some uh, videos from Will and Norm from Tested, and they were having so much trouble. They had to like take the Rift off, go in Windows, tweak some settings, and go back in the game, and like they were doing that, doing that like constantly. I was like, that's weird. They should should be able to use the computer while they wear the, the headset and I, I didn't understand I, 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 I thought you know you should see the desktop but in fact when, when you put the rift on and you look at the desktop it's like straight up your face you can't do anything with that mm -hmm. so I thought it'd be nice to be able to, to see your, your screen there and it shouldn't be too complicated right because it's plugged in your computer it can act as a monitor so uh, yeah so essentially that's what I did I had a question that like I'm not a Windows programmer, so I don't know much about it. But how hard, how difficult of an app was that to write? Is it is it pretty straightforward, or you just get a get a screencast of the screen, and or, or is it really like hardcore difficult? It's pretty straightforward, actually. It's much yeah. simpler than people think. What what is hard? Right what is hard uh, was on Windows Seven because they don't have APIs to capture the desktop, so uh, it gets a little more tricky. Oh uh, wow! Well. Um, and uh, but it's actually pretty simple. Um, where it gets complicated was the whole notion of, of being able to enter a VR experience and getting out of it and having that transition smooth. At the beginning, the Oculus SDK didn't have anything for that, so I had to do some hacks and try to detect when an app is launched and all that stuff. 
Uh, now with the recent SDK, the 06, they've added APIs to do that. So essentially, I chucked out a lot of code, uh, and now it's much simpler than it is. So are you using the Oculus SDK straight? You're not using an engine or anything? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. one of the uh, differences compared to everyone. Everyone's using uh, Unreal and right, Unity. Right. Of course. Uh, but I can't. Can't do that with Unreal Unity because it's, I'm doing lo lots of loadable stuff, uh, Windows calls. I figured that. Yeah, I kind of figure you, that's a perfect candidate for a straight SDK app. Yep. Know? Yep. Well, what are your advantages of your method versus doing it out of the engine? What are you getting out of? Uh, well, the advantages I can do a low-level stuff that I wouldn't be able to with Unity or Unreal. It's basically, a win I guess, a Windows app that includes this code rather than like a game engine app that. Has Oculus built in? It's like a, it's like a, you know, coming from a different side of things, I guess. So, it, so it, does it mean does it mean that like the, whatever comes out of it is is more native to the hardware? You could say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm directly programming on top of DirectX, so I don't have any any Unity doing some fancy stuff or Unreal doing some. So it's directly on top of the SDK on, and DirectX. So it's a lot lower level. The disadvantage of that is that if I want to do anything like just having a skybox. Mm -hmm. It's really complicated. Oh yeah, right. That's true. I have to yeah. write everything manually, so. Oh, that's uh, kind of a pain, yeah. Oh, so so you're so adding features to the to the virtual desktop app is not as easy. Well, it doesn't have a game forward. engine now. He yeah, does, exactly. It's like, it's like a Windows app that does Oculus. Walk me through the like. Walk me through the process. What does that look like? What it, like? What? Let's say you want to add another yeah skybox to virtual desktop. What would? What um, you do? Well, now I have code that essentially okay. takes the Q map that's generated by the DirectX texture tool and the DS file essentially, and that is able to open it. But I had to write all that code, and I had to you know find samples online because I'm I'm not a three D guy. I don't know anything about engines or game engines and stuff. So I had to research all that stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> Google while being with my friend and yeah. Tell me about your like story in the VR community. Like, how did VR come to your life? And then you know, where did you where did you know how to find information? And what was that process like? What did that look like? Um, well, initially, uh, I was I um, you know I was working part time, so I had a lot of free time, and I wanted to you know work on a project at home. So I you know just stumbled into VR, and it looked interesting. So I. I started doing that, and um, and uh, yeah, so I just I, I just did some research. I, I looked online, I googled a lot of stuff, and figured out okay, how do I capture the desktop? How do I do that? And then I put that you know together, and I I, I presented like a very very raw sample at the beginning. The user the user said, oh, that's nice. It'd be nice if you could do that. If you could adjust the the you know if you could add a curve, if you could. Uh, you know, just the distance of the screen. So all those features that I have right now, it's all coming from the community. This is what people asked. So, um, yeah, I, tr I try to add as many features as they ask for. Some Sometimes they ask for stuff that's impossible, so I have to say I'm sorry. <laughs> What's one feature that keeps coming up and you, and you keep telling them, guys, it's impossible, I'm serious, I'm not going to add laser sights. I don't know. <laughs> the most well, not ridiculous, but the most impossible feature is to have um, of virtual monitors, monitors that you don't have plugged in into your computer, because I have to capture it from somewhere. And if Windows doesn't know there's a monitor, I can't create a fake one. Right. I don't know where. So I have. There needs either to have a, a, a free DVI VGA port on your computer, and then you can trick Windows into thinking there's something plugged in. But I can't make up a monitor or some people want a crazy like 10K by 10K. Yeah, monitor. that'd be cool actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't really. Idea, yeah. I, mean, I wonder if on Mac you can do that because I know. I, I, maybe you can. Maybe yeah. you could. Yeah. Because I remember. So I remember some. There was some Synergy app on Mac. 
And you know, if you've seen it before, you have a, you can have a, a Unix virtual machine or something in one monitor, and then your Mac in another monitor. Like a virtual desktop actually, concept. Know, actually, you have two, if you have two computers, you have a Unix desktop and a Mac side by side. You have two monitors, and you can make the Mac, the mouse, and the keyboard work with work like seamlessly with the other monitor because it because the Mac like creates a fake monitor right, where right. the mouse can go, and then it sends that data over the network to the Linux machine and controls mm-hmm. the mouse. So maybe on Mac you can make a virtual monitor. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe Apple is working on it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool, yeah. Just, <laughs> just boom, yeah. 10K monitor. Definitely on Linux or something. That it would definitely be possible, but that's totally outside of my expertise. Right, yes. So I'll let someone else do yeah, that. Yeah, I know. So, someone, so, Linux, so it's possible through Linux. It's not possible through Windows unless Microsoft gets involved. Yeah, Are definitely. Are the only people that could pull Because Linux, you essentially have the source code for everything, right? So right, right. this guy's the limit. You can do whatever you want, but... The amount of work is insane, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but on Windows, yeah, it, it would have to have support by Microsoft. Uh, I don't think it would be complicated on their part, I guess. Yeah. It might be, like, I, I remember reading some stuff it was possible, like, on, on Windows Vista or whatever, to create a, like, a mod, fake monitor driver and all that. But all the samples, all the examples I have are pre-Windows 7, so I don't think it it's possible today, at least I, from the research that I've done. So. Wow. Um... So one thing, so I had, so I, I had a list of all the things that I wanted to like give to Yogi. <laughs> this is all the features I loved, but now that you told me you're like the painstaking work that it takes, I had a single feature. Now I'm gonna like, all right, I'm gonna hold back my list. <laughs> but it depends on the feature. As soon as it's not like graphics, like it's pretty simple to add. Like like some people were asking for the ability to see 360 photos. Mm-hmm. You know that. That's actually pretty simple. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm going to add... I already have a video player, so already I can render on a sphere. So just adding photos, it's just a matter of decoding the picture and putting it on the sphere, so... That would be awesome. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to add that. It's on my on my list. Of all the people to ask, you're, you, you are the... I think you're, like, one of the top three people to ask the following question. Is the HMD going to replace the monitor? Do you oh. see that in the future we're going to find a new form of interface outside of what we have now. I think for the version of the Rift and the HTC Vive that's coming, no, it's definitely not going to replace right. a monitor because the resolution is too low. Mm. Uh, but once we hit like a decent enough resolution, probably something around 8K, I think we might see monitors disappear. Why do you say 8K? Because it's going to come down to 4K per eye or something? Yeah, well, that's that's where it starts to, to be equivalent to, if I'm not mistaken, to like a, a 720 or 1080p monitor, like, viewing distance. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it starts. You, you know, you can start reading text, uh, even if it's small. Right now, like, even with the Vive, um, it's you can read text, but sometimes you have to bring the screen closer or you have to lean a little bit to read text, and it... No, it's not really friendly. Also, the comfort of the HMD is important. Yeah. Like, if you have to put on, a like, a helmet to use your computer, you know, just to check your email or whatever, it's, it's, it's really annoying, right? <laughs> yeah. I tried. Yeah. Trust me, I tried. I actually, and speaking of which, I've actually um, have gone four days that I've come to the office, and I've done, like, two or, or three hours out of my day I've been working inside virtual desktop Sweet. and I've been sending emails in, from inside virtual desktop I've been editing podcasts from inside virtual wow. desktop did you make any typos? <laughs> uh, I, I will I actually yeah when I, when I publish them I'm going to make sure like this podcast was published while in, or was edited while inside virtual desktop um, 
and the reason why it was so effective was because I have these two monitors, and I'm able to go back and forth between the two monitors as if they were tabs. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that I was hoping that I would eventually see to ask, like, you know, is is there a way to make this interface more fluid? You know, I feel like the the monitors, the planes, are sort of stuck in front of me, and I was okay. wondering if there was a way to arrange them, move them around differently. Well, the thing is, I I could you know have all this interface to rearrange the monitors, but mm -hmm. the issue comes with you know the mouse and when you drag Windows across monitors. Oh. If it doesn't match what's in Windows, then it it's not gonna work. You're gonna move yeah. your monitor and then just, whoop, it's gonna pop up. It's gonna appear somewhere else. So it's not gonna be uh, very. It's not straightforward as I thought it was. Yeah, the the issue is because I'm I'm simply just capturing the desktop and projecting that directly. So if I change the position of the screens. Then when you drag, it's the same as if you, you know, you can move your monitors in Windows, right? Mm -hmm. But if you put them in a different configuration than they physically are, then you get really weird behaviors, right? When you drag across, you expect your window to appear there, but it appears somewhere else. Yeah. So, so yes, I could allow to place it anywhere, but then you would have those other issues. So yeah. I think it's... Uh, I, I think you're making the right choice considering what the, the clusterfuck of issues that would cause, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, tell me about, like, okay, so tell me about virtual desktop. What is the future of it? Are you trying to make money with it? What's your plan? What's your goals? What are, what are your ambitions? What are your dreams? Oh, man. Um, I know, it's just bombarded with questions. <laughs> um, well, I, I want to sell it as an app on the Oculus App Store and on Steam, and I don't know how much, it, how you know, how many copies I can sell. It's really hard to, to tell. Um, you know, I, I asked on Reddit recently, like, how much would you pay? And just wanted to get a feedback, like, and probably I'm going to go around $10, something like that, mm -hmm. you know, start with that and see. Uh, I don't think I'm going to make, you know, a ton of money because, you know, most people are not, you know, big nerds and that want to, you know, have, and I think the state that it's at with the current resolution, it's not such a great experience that everyone will go, Oh, you need to have this thing, right? So maybe in future revisions, if someone doesn't do a, you know, a, a knockoff or something that's and, and it does a better job than I do, then yeah, maybe I can make money. But that's not the plan. I mean, so so speaking of that, like, how do you are you you know how do, how are you anticipating that potential? Potentiality that someone is going to create a virtual desktop, you know, copycat, because this is something that's valuable. This is something that I think will make this. This is one of the few apps that I that I like. Say this is why VR is more than just gaming. This right. is where it comes into the workplace. It comes into the you know all everywhere computing, volumetric computing. Like so. So what do you plan on doing to stay competitive? Are, are you thinking you're gonna? Yeah, it's gonna be hard because I'm I'm just by myself. I've worked, you know, since the beginning. All you know, so, so any teams that has like five, ten people and try and decides to make a product, they can just beat me probably very easily, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not rocket science. It's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so the only thing I hope right now is I cross my fingers that I can have more features or more you know have a more polished experience than some of the competitors. But so far, I haven't seen that many. Clones. I mean, there are people that were trying some different things, but mm -hmm. they didn't really go too far. So, um, so, so far, I'm I saw a I'm guy good. with like a WebGL one, right? It was like a who's that guy who was in town? He had like he had like a he had like a was it, or maybe it was just a browser? Oh. I mean, I'm thinking that mm -hmm. there was one guy who just did a browser, I think. Mm -hmm. 
in WebGL, but it looked kind of like you could have like multiple browser windows open. Um, it's some guy local, I can't remember his name. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, yeah, there is. It wasn't the full desktop, it was just browser windows, that's right. Oh, okay. I think it's something else, but yeah. So, so, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is, so, be, so what I'm saying that you've nailed is you're figuring out ways to turn virtual reality from a consumption device mm -hmm. into a production, you know, studio powerhouse, <laughs> right? Like, um, and so, you know, how hard is it for you to, you know, find people within the community that, like, you think, you know, I mean, is your strategy to just go at it solo, slowly, but slowly, and then and, and hopefully, you know, the... I think I'm going to stick to being solo because, mm -hmm. you know, I have very little time to work mm -hmm. on it. So the only time I, I want to work on it, I want to, I don't want to have to do like, like, hell hell meetings and have to discuss things with people. I just want to hack at it as much as I can in my free time. So um, I think for V1, like for when I want to ship version, I'm going to keep solo. Mm -hmm. If it, you know, if it's popular and people like it, then, you know, I'm probably gonna have to have some other people help me i guess yeah uh i did ask one of my coworkers at the beginning and say hey, do you want to join me and all that it's like well i don't know vr is it gonna and i showed him and he's like wow this is cool i <laughs> kind of regret not you know jumping in but so maybe he's gonna help me i don't know we'll see yeah, hopefully, guy. Right, crossing uh, my fingers, your, your friend uh, realizes that you might be a billionaire one day. <laughs> because honestly, like, there's so many companies that are going to jump ship really late, and they're going to look for companies that acquire or products mm -hmm. to acquire. Um, and this is the beauty of VR right now that like you, you don't really know whether you're sitting on the next killer app or not. You know. Yeah. And, and, and so that's that's yeah, that's that's just something I really like about the industry right now. Mm -hmm. that, that uncertainty, it's uh, it's so much, it, there's so much to be known. And I want to know, are you planning on also getting it working with the HTC Vive? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm working on that actually right now. I just got a Vive last week, so I'm, I'm hacking away. So now, did, you vibe, did you get a Vive because you're famous for virtual desktop? Is that how it works? Or? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I remember the first day that the applications went up, I signed up. I said, I have an app, and I, you know, I really oh, wanted yeah, to go for it. Yeah. And then I saw everyone receiving one. I'm like, man, I hope I get one. This is so not fair. And I was kind of mad. But then I realized, well, okay, they're, they're saying it to triple the developers, people with actual teams of more than one person. You know, I'm just doing this on my evenings and weekends. It's, you know, last priority for them, really. So, but then I got an email one. It says, "Oh, yeah, I think we, you know, we'd really like to see your app, uh, you know, working with the dashboard feature. So we're gonna send you one tomorrow." So next day, I had at my doorstep. I was like, "Wow, wow!" We need to come by for a demo, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You guys are all invited. I haven't tried it yet. I, 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 I'm not tried it. No. Oh wow! Yeah. I've only tried the blue, but not the others. Oh. Yeah, wow. I'm missing out. Huh? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, okay. We need to trip, we, yeah. we need to swing by for sure. Um, yeah, so, how do you like the vibe so far? Good, good. I mean, it's it's a it's a developer kit, so there's a lot of rough edges. Uh, but the nice thing is, uh, once I got my uh, code ported, it just ran like that. So that was very. I thought it would be a lot harder, but actually, they have really good SDK. Uh, the API is really simple to use. And and so far, you know, it's working great. So, uh, yeah. how would the motion control, motion control implementation work from the Vive port over from Vive to virtual desktop? Do you think? Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm starting. To, I'm starting to explore. So I just got essentially my app to work, so I can see my desktop. I am having some color issues, but 
I can I can see my desktop. So uh, now the next step is to put in the motion controls and what I want to do is have them act as laser pointer essentially. So you can you know and I'll use the Windows Touch API essentially that that draws you know circles and all oh, that stuff. Nice. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. So you're gonna be able to use your computer like as a touch screen essentially. You're gonna have a big. Oh, that'll be super so. cool. And that's one thing that I find with the Vive is that the 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 experience out of the box like switching demos and all that it's really horrible because really? there's like once you you know you're in a in a game there's no way to exit out the only thing you can do is alt f4 or escape and you have to go back to the desktop you have to remove the headset remove your headphones mm. start the other app they came up with this little utility that essentially starts processes in a in a sequence so it starts this demo for two minutes for three minutes this one for two minutes this one mm. for three minutes and essentially you run through the whole thing but if you want to jump into another one in the middle you, you can't do that right now they don't have uh, don't have the the home experience so wow so you're uh, trying so to I, solve that problem huh yeah so I, I think that once I have my app then well I'll, I'll have the other five developers try it out but I'm sure it will be very useful for them so that they can hop in and out of their oh, game wow, that's good definitely cool so. and then you would say put this app up on Steam yep yep that's yeah. the plan so Hopefully. And crossing my fingers for you, man. Well, thank you. Thank you're, you. You're in a good spot. I'm, I really like what you're doing. And I mean, what it, what like motivated you like to get off your butt and like actually start researching this and start figuring this out? Like, what, well, you? initially I was just bored. I didn't have a lot of challenge at work, so I was just had some free time. So I'm, I looked it up, and I thought, you know, I'm just gonna do this just for fun, just for the learning experience. And then as after I posted my my first sample, people seemed to really like it. They were like, oh, I, that is so cool. I want to do that. I want to do that. So really the community pushed me to do more stuff with it and to continue and to, to add more things. So so, uh, so I like you and I like what you're doing, but I'm going to have to ask you hard questions because that's the only way I figure I can help you best. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, so one of them I'm thinking about is, so it's, I don't think it's a rumor, but Google seems to be working on an Android uh, VR, so like there are the Android operating system, they're right. trying to get it so that you can navigate it in VR. Yeah, um, that sounds insane, you know, because uh, it, now you're turning the Android, the phone, the smartphone into a computer, a mini yeah. computer. Um, if you can navigate it and attach it to a Bluetooth keyboard or something like that, then you have, then you have a computer replacement. And so, uh, like, what are you thinking about mobile VR itself? Are you thinking that it's a, it's a it's a place for you to touch, or are you just trying to focus on desktop for now? Yeah, no, I think I'm going to stay away from the mobile side because it's mm. a totally different world. It's mm. not like I can just port my app in Unity and hit another <laughs> checkbox and say, oh, yeah, Gear VR, sure, check that. Um, it, I, ha I have to do everything at the lower level, and I'm not knowledgeable in Android whatsoever or Mac or Linux, so... So anyone who wants to do something like that, they have to basically start over. So, yeah. And I don't think I'm going to go for that segment, uh, especially because Android uh, or any mobile experience, uh, the operating system is not as uh, flexible as Windows. Mm -hmm. So see Windows, they have a lot of APIs and Microsoft, you know, built, you know, a lot of stuff over the years. So it's really, really easy to develop for it. While Android, it, it well... I think some sources are open for Android, but mm. I'm not sure the OS is is really easy to play with. Like I think Carmack was saying that he had to do a lot of hacks and all this stuff. So yeah, that's totally out of my field. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. Um, and and so you, 
Do you have any questions for him, Steve? Because I blanked out just really quickly. Give <laughs> oh, me uh, two seconds. He'll come back. Questions. Um, mm, how do you like the Bay Area? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I love the Bay Area. That's why I came back. I, I was in the, uh, Southern California for a couple of years, but I really missed the Bay Area, so that's why I came back. Because, you know, the people here are super nice, and, and the food is so good. I love and have you been going to any of the meetups? Because, so the word got out that, like, hey, Gordon's in the Bay. <laughs> And, and so, so I haven't been like I said I'm I'm super busy uh, yeah. with with work and uh, so the only time free times I have I, I just I just code because I have to, to get some features out so uh, maybe I'll go to a couple meetups in the future but uh, and what are you doing for fun what are you doing to like you know entertain your brain uh, that's that's all I do really I don't do anything wow I, dude, I just I love your I love your mind you like love what you're doing that's yeah, amazing yeah. Oh yeah, that's fun for me. Like I, I, I come back from work, and even though I'm really tired, I try to spend at least an hour or two each evening, try to, you know, figure out some problems or or continue working on my features. And so I try as much as possible. And I'm gonna have you know some free time. I'll try to spend time with my girlfriend. She doesn't get too uh, <laughs> too mad at me. And so I try to try to balance that a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what particular aspect of building out virtual desktop? You know, what is it that about virtual desktop that you know releases dopamine into your brain um i guess it's that i i can work on a feature say i'll spend this weekend working on that i can release a new version and push it out and ask the users what do you think Mm -hmm. so that's really cool because there's hundreds of people out there that are just waiting to get experiences because there's not you know it's not that much new stuff coming out so uh it's really nice to get instant feedback Mm -hmm. and so that's really what's pushing. Yeah, me. I was a Mac programmer for years, and uh, and I, I I had the same thing. For years, I just like post up builds like every week, and people would say, "Oh, that's great!" and "Oh, this I found a bug." You know, I love that back and forth. I yeah. get emails from like you know Japan or Russia or like uh, South America, and they'd be like, "You know, excuse me, sir, there's a bug here." Oh, thank you. And I post a new build like five minutes later, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're so fast!" And it was just fun to like impress people and get builds out real quick yeah I love that's, that. a, that's awesome that yeah that must be a good feeling i'm trying to get back there like right now i have an app in the works it's not really ready to get that kind of feedback yet but hopefully in a month or two we'll see yeah oh, cool yeah it's uh it's beautiful to have a community like that because i've been i've noticed reddit and they they people love you on the internet like <laughs> you're like the child star of our oculus and all not the child star that's a terrible <laughs> but you're definitely very popular and i think it's it's a well-given you know uh, honor for sure and the thing that i was going to ask you moving forward are you thinking about having shared virtual desktop environments where you can be with Steve in virtual desktop and I can see shared virtual desktops with each other I don't know um, some people ask ask me that yeah. um, it's really a, uh, it becomes a totally different problem to solve uh, because um, the issue mostly that I think about is, is bandwidth like mm. people when they have internet connections today they have really they can download a lot but their upload is really bad mm-hmm. they can so if you want to send your desktop to the other person you have to send it to the server who's going to you know, broadcast it to everyone, but just the fact that you're sending your desktop to a computer, most broadband connections today can't really do that at a, at a good frame rate. So mm-hmm. you get maybe like. Well, I guess you could do. What about Skype? You could share your screen on Skype and then use virtual desktop to look at Skype. Could you do that? <laughs> you yeah, it's just like, like it's, the resolution is really low on Skype and it's compressed. Oh, and really? Okay. So, it, so yeah, that's really the the issue. Um, 
like all the all the apps, the social apps that that have a shared experience, it's mostly mostly to watch things like Netflix mm-hmm. or or the web, uh, uh, things that the client doesn't need to send to the other ones. Like when you watch a movie with other people, everybody streams from Netflix and it just synchronizes. So each user doesn't have to send their desktop or video to to, to the cloud. So. Mm. So if if we get you know good internet connections like uh, like in like South Korea they have really good yeah probably then I'd be able to implement something of that and oh man and that is not very uh, I I I feel bad about the prospects of that future yeah because <laughs> the way things are going here we have some shitty internet yeah yeah <laughs> oh man uh, South Korea let me know how it is <laughs> once once you guys try it um, so. What do you think is the best HMD for, you know, and that this is not company, I'm, I'm okay. wondering like more like specs. What is the HMD that is best suited for virtual desktop? If you can enumerate the, the, the minimum specs of what an HMD should have. Uh, it's really the resolution. Really? It's all that's important. Down to that, huh? Yeah. I mean, the NC is important, but it, you know, it's like any other title, but really for virtual desktop, it's the resolution, the yeah. angular resolution of, of yeah. the, HMD is what's important. Um, also, the 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 fill rate, like the the, the screen door, mm-hmm. minimize it as much as possible. Um, yeah, I think those are really important. The other thing that I was going to ask you is text input. I'm very much interested in figuring out ways to make it easier for me to put, you know, to enter text into virtual desktop. Like, I, there's sometimes I'm, I'm looking down and I and I don't want to sort of like, I don't want to really peek down at my keyboard. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting if we could project a virtual keyboard, you know, in, like below you or something that is... Yeah, that, that's hard. A lot of people were asking for that, and I agree that it, it sucks right now to type. And unfortunately, there's no good solution. Like, even if I project a virtual keyboard, it would have to map exactly one-to-one to where your keyboard is. Mm-hmm. And even if you do that, like, there's so many different keyboard layouts, yeah. like, depending on which country you are. And um, even if I was able to track it, uh, then there's all the f- haptic feedback that's not there, and that's really hard. It's like, well, you type on your real keyboard, but then, you know, you don't see your fingers on screen, so then you don't get any any feedback or whether you hit the right key or not. So I don't know. It to me, it seems like I don't, I can't tackle this by myself. It sounds like a huge problem. So yeah. what do you think is going to be the text input device for virtual reality? I think. Um, I remember John Carmack said something about just having a little, you know, little door under the eyes to be able to see your keyboard. Mm-hmm. I, I think if people want to use their keyboard, I think that's going to be the most practical way to do it. Having it's, a little trap door. That yeah, yeah, like. just or a, a gap that lets you type. That, you know, if you want to be productive, you know, you can with touch interfaces like the one I'll be developing for the Vive with, you know, the lasers. Essentially, I could have a virtual keyboard, but then it it's really tiring to point at letters oh, and yeah, type, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know what? So, 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 I mean, so typing on smartphones and, and and tablets is much different than typing because now you can just drag it a line across the keyboard, and I wonder if that sort of implementation, if you could project out a holographic keyboard in front of you, and you have the Vive controller, and you're just sort of uh, swinging or running uh, running lines through the keyboard depending on the word and it's just sort of guessing kind of like a, a smartphone keyboard but projected onto the 
yeah, it would be certainly possible, but I think it would be really tiring. Like it would be, yeah. Every be sentence, like, <laughs> and then you'd be like, well, yeah, you'd be the orchestra conductor just going all over the place. <laughs> Uh, Maybe one thing that could work is say you have an iPad and then you could use your thumbs and then I could uh, display where your thumb is on the screen and then you could essentially use your iPad mm-hmm. and I could have a, you know I could do something have an app, uh, app running on the iPad that communicates with virtual desktop and then have the input translated to the virtual screen something you know definitely something I could would be possible. I'm happy, you know what? I, oh, go ahead. See you. Were gonna say Well, I was saying, I just got Windows 10 has that Cortana thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So if you could just sit there and be like, uh, hey, Cortana, uh, what's, you know, yeah. what's the stock price of this today or whatever and have it come up, that might be, that's going to solve a lot of little small things. Right, right. Like, yeah, I think Googling will just be like, whatever, okay, Cortana, please Google this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is that that leads straight into the next question, like the... Do you see yourself implementing, you know, voice search? Well, the thing is, since Windows 10 has it, you can just say, hey, Cortana, while you wear your headset, and it will just work. Yeah, yeah it'll work. Really? Like, I got it on my computer now. It's pretty cool. You can you can actually have it listening all the time. I, I turned mine off, but you could have, I could say right now, hey, Cortana, and it'd work. It would pop, yeah. What? Can you, like, make a projection of her in front of you as I'm talking to her? <laughs> and she, like, and then... That's the point. I said earlier yeah. about making 3D stuff is really hard because then I have to code everything. <laughs> And then, and then make sure that like she calls me a certain name, you know, that I assign it. Like she already does that. Call me Godfather. Like. Yeah, she, she, she already, already does, does that. that. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Pretty, it's really nice. It actually does a really good job. I was just testing it really briefly yesterday. And yeah. I was saying random sentences, and it got it perfect. How does this stack up to Siri or Google Now? Uh, well, Google Now is pretty good. I mean, uh, see, I don't use Siri, so I don't know. Okay. But it's definitely, it's definitely surprisingly good. I thought. I mean, I because I was kind of mumbling, and it got got a hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. I have I have voice commands right now in in virtual desktop. I don't know if you've seen uh, very basic stuff that I've you know coded things like you can launch a game, switch environments, or exit a game. And I was surprised at how well that works. And that's like the old Windows Seven uh, speech recognition thing, and it works quite well. <laughs> so I'm sure Cortana is, is pretty amazing since that's, they've done research. Yeah, it's, it's worth. Sounds like it's worth trying. Um, and then obvi- obviously, as Windows 10 goes on, you're going to keep updating virtual desktop <coughs> to keep up with the. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, it already works with well with Windows 10. If you can get your your Rift to work, but then, that's a problem. <laughs> yes. <it's> not supported. <laughs> right. we, yeah, right, we tried. You tried. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I got it. I have the Insider version at home, and I'm able to run virtual desktop in direct mode and external mode, and it it works really really well. Wow. So uh, is, is there like an enhancement in, in, in are, are there noticeable enhancements you think? Well, the things that are better definitely like Windows 8 and Windows 10 are already better. I think I've said that many times because they're uh, newer capture APIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the advantage with Windows 10 is that it's, uh, when there are display changes or things like that, the screen doesn't black out as long. And yeah, little small optimizations like that that they did that really makes the experience more uh, more smooth. Uh, video playback is better uh, on Windows 7. The My video player barely can play anything. On Windows 8, it can play like a lot of stuff, but it's limited in terms of resolution. But on Windows 10, it can play anything. Really, wow. anything you throw at it, it will play it in the video player. So That's awesome. Yeah, and um, I didn't have to do anything. That's the thing. It's magic. I just got <laughs> it for free. That, that, that is awesome. Um, Virtual desktop and Windows 10. Ooh. Did you use Visual Studio? Is that your main tool? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything is, I, everything is done in, in C Sharp, in .NET. 
So, oh, okay. Um, cool. So that's what I, I, I love to uh, about programming on Windows is that Microsoft has a lot uh, has put a lot of work into you know their operating system and making it easy to code against. So, uh, you know, if someone told me I'd pay you X to make a Mac version, and you know, oh, crap, I have to do that in like C plus plus or that. Oh yeah. Like yeah. It, it's not my my field of expertise at all. So that would be really hard. How many years have you been uh, programming in? In .NET, uh, twelve years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So has the language evolved since it started? Oh yeah, it has a lot, and it's still evolving today. So it, it it's pretty amazing platform. Let me let me ask you, what, what's your take on artificial intelligence at this time that we're in in humanity's present mm -hmm. condition? <laughs> does it worry you? Does it does it? Are you not worried? Does oh no, I'm not worried mind? because we're far from from it. Yeah. You know, having it controlling us or anything like that. Like mostly, mm -hmm. what what it's used right now, it's to you know find friends on images on Facebook, right? That's what it does. So mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's really doing basic things. It, yeah. it it's not to the point of uh, making rational decisions or anything like that. So yeah. So you, so the uh, so the fact that people like Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk go on you know what, whatever the press and say you know we should ban kill robots, we should really have a conversation about not having autonomous vehicles uh, with machine guns like because there's a here's the thing like there is a profit incentive to weaponize autonomous or or not making well yeah there is a profit incentive to weaponize robots you know if, if yeah. I can if I can put if I can get out there and get a job done with less without killing a single one of my guys humans yeah, yeah then then it's it's such an easy easy sell for people who, who who see themselves going in that direction. So what do you think? Is this is this an issue then? <laughs> now that I posted it in that context, I don't know what. But yeah, I mean, all weapons. I mean, yeah. If we need to stop building weapons, I mean, because yeah, it's just gonna get. They're gonna become more and more sophisticated, and they gonna be more and more deadly and more effective. So if we keep you know improving them, obviously. So yeah, I mean that's the only thing I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of AI itself. Yeah, I think AI will definitely improve our lives. Like when you think about it, you know, if there is, it's mostly about making decisions for us. If it can help us, like do things that we have to do repeatedly or anything, AI will really help help in our daily lives. People always think of the bad side of mm -hmm. things because there's all these movies that says that AI is bad, right? <laughs> so the instant replace we have is, oh no, this is going to be bad. But think about all the great things it will bring. Yeah, uh, don't think about. Movies, really. That's true, but if the AI apocalypse comes, what is your uh, contingency plan? Uh, what do you plan? Okay, let's say, <clears throat> let me pose a scenario. Let's say uh, an artificial intelligence wakes up mm -hmm. and it takes over all of the internet and it learns every single thing that, in a second, it just learned everything that's on the internet. Okay. And now it has the ability to control every drone on the planet um, and it just starts self-arming itself okay and it's very knowledgeable about cats and cat yeah, right. yes, okay. yes. it probably will take the form of a cat <laughs> <laughs> you know when you go and visit it in virtual reality it's its form will be a you know anubis a cat god like egyptian cat something like that so what do you in that in that instance where is key goaded what is he doing uh, I just unplug the Ethernet cable. Okay. Computer, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse abolished. Uh, cool. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What do you? What would you do in the AI apocalypse? Are you gonna go fight the robots? Are you gonna run? Are you gonna? Oh, uh, I don't know. If that really happened, I'd probably just figure this is just evolution playing out, and I'm just gonna go along with it and be like, 
Screw it. We're gonna die anyway. Take me. I give up. I surrender. I'm the surrender. <laughs> but hey, if it gets to that point, it's yeah. that if it's there, it's there. What do you do? You know, it's just like if aliens land and they're all like super intelligent and they say, "Hey, you guys are stupid." Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You know? Okay, you're right. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I guess. One thing I want to do too is, is like, oh, how did they do that? I want to do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. When I see something really impressive, I want to, you know, I want to look at it and say, oh, how does that work? How does it? You know, I want to learn about it. So if I don't die too soon, I'd like to learn a little bit how that works. Yeah. What, okay. What do you What do you think is more likely to happen in our lifetimes? Uh, a killer AI, or like the Matrix, okay. or uh, ancient aliens landing on planet Earth and uh, colonizing it? Probably the second option is more likely. Ancient, you think ancient aliens are going to land on Earth and it's most likely than AI? Like in our lifetime, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so far. Like people think that we're really, close, but we're not. We're so far from having. Or maybe I see that in ten years is going to happen. But no, I think we're we're you know we're still really doing really basic things with AI today. So what's your biggest dream about the future? Like, what is the thing that you wish we had already? That's a good question. Um, and feel free to answer that too, Steve. One thing that I think we're really behind on is transportation. I think that, mm. sure that's what you asked last time, but it's so bad. I mean, we have to get like across the continent, and it takes it, like it's, it's, it takes a long time, and or we get to have to like go from a city to another. Transportation is really bad. It hasn't evolved in the last years. That's one thing that I'm like that I'm you know if I had to choose another career, I would definitely go into improving transportation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where AI could come in and actually make some real impact. Yeah, yeah. I think that driving that part is is pretty cool to mm. be able to have drive, you know, cars that drive themselves and all that. I, yeah. yeah. But then what does that do to car ownership? Like why would I need a, 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 a why would I need to own a car if Tesla and Uber are already running self-driving car taxi services? Yeah, you just wouldn't. That'd be it. That'd be it. Yeah. That's it. Whoa. Yeah. Why would you want a car anyway? It'd be great to be like yeah, pay. Uh, I mean, a car is expensive. You don't sure. you don't yeah. see the money flowing out of your pocket every day like you do in a Uber or Lyft, but it actually is. You have insurance and gas and repairs and yeah. and the payments and the in and the uh, everything. I mean, there's so many so many hidden costs. Yeah, yeah. Ga- and gas. People will go fill their tank for eighty bucks a week. That's insane. Like that's a lot of money. That's yeah. like eight good lunches or whatever. Yeah. This is the thing that I'm confused about. Like, what is capitalism turning into in the 21st century because of technology? Like, what is technology doing to capitalism? It's, it's, it's removing our need to have cars, it's removing to the, our need to have houses through Airbnb, like, it's, it's, it's uh, cutting down the, or it's, it's an equalizer for education, um, I mean, and then, and then, I, I wonder, like, you know, we're moving from a, a, a society that is all about having commodities and buying mm-hmm. and buying and buying and now it's all about sort of services and what can you offer me and how, what can we exchange in, in, in terms of you know, information. Like, let me ask you this, what is the value of information in the 21st century, do you think? Uh, I think is that the new getting, currency? Yeah, I think it's getting uh, higher and higher. Um, but. Information is important, but it's it's mostly what you do with it. Uh, like information by itself doesn't have any value. It's it's mostly um, it's. I think knowledge is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's one thing I could put my finger on is that the more we move, you know, for in this century, that you know we can automate so many things today, but it's 
only like a small percentage of things in the future what i'm thinking about is that people will become literally super lazy and we'll have everything done for them mm -hmm. it's already you know what was that movie was it a disney movie idiocracy uh, no, the one where you had, you know, uh, it was really Wally, when you had Wally, Wally, yeah. Wally, yeah, with yeah. really fat people in front of a computer. Essentially, that's what we're going through, and I'm pretty sure that's a good, you know, depiction of the future. I think we're going there. Uh, I yeah. think, I don't know, I, think, I always think the future is like more like Burning Man. People are just going to be like partying together, and like you want to see your friends and hug them and, and cheer together and like blow up stuff or whatever. <laughs> but I, that's me, I don't know, I see that. I think people get sick of staring into a screen and like eating and consuming. They'll be like, "What can I do that's fun?" You know. There, I mean, there, there's a. It's such a fundamental philosoph philosophical question that like you bring up in that in that, in that what you just said, Steve, is like when the AI takes over and robots take over and they do everything because they're going to do everything eventually. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? And I struggle with that question. And then and then running into people like Steve and I mean other friends like James Baha and Manish, like um, they're. You know, I've come to the realization that I that one I could spend the rest of my life figuring out what it is that I'm meant to do, <laughs> and two, um, I could just as equally spend the rest of my life partying. Because who's against partying? <laughs> or, or just, meet, just imagine if you like a billion people and you had to meet them all. You know, like and yeah, that'd be so fun. And like, wow, who are you? Wow. Like, yeah. And just spend your whole life just hanging out with people and like talking about stuff and uh, yeah, just. That'd be awesome. What do you, if I, if I had to ask you, like, what is the thing that you could, you know, if, if there's nothing else to do, what would you do with the rest of your life? Personally, I think I would travel and see places and, yeah. yeah. And, and not in VR, like physically. Yeah, physically. Yeah, yeah. No, because, you know, people, when they say they travel in VR, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can see a museum, you can see, but traveling, you know, you have to be there, right? Yeah. So. So VR is not a threat to the tourism industry as people would no. like to think, right? No. There's, at what point do you think VR is going to replace reality? No, okay. When, at what point do you think... It's not going to replace, but at what point do you think VR is going to get to the, past the Uncanny Valley when mm -hmm. people are actually going to be like, okay, I'm freaking out. There is... I'm somewhere else. Like, how long are we before that? Um, tough question. It's probably... 15 years, 10, 15, 15 years. 15 years from then? Yeah. Okay. Because right now, it's like, it's not good enough. Yeah. yeah. But there are people, I mean, you see it on YouTube, and maybe they're faking it, but they're like, they're throwing themselves, oh, they're on the DK1. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, fact, the fact that this thing is doing that to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what CB1, CB2 is going to do, too. Like, I remember, I remember I heard some stories like back in the 50s when they had those crappy like 3D movies like in black and white some people said some people would freak out and run out and say oh my god there's real dinosaurs attacking the city and, and it'd be like claymation and cheesy 3D and they were still like convinced <laughs> so maybe that'll happen <laughs> people would be like yeah yeah, I, I, yeah we're gonna see do you think what do you think is going to be alright give me two, two scenarios what is the worst case scenario for the industry at this point and what is the best case scenario for the industry at this point uh, worst case scenario is that it gamers don't 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 get it don't want to put a headset on and it's too hot or it's not comfortable is that they don't really feel like they want to put a headset to play games mm -hmm. and they don't they won't see the benefit that's that's the I think the highest thing that you know the companies are the biggest problem uh, because right now you know playing games is you know pretty easy you can take your phone out you yeah. can just 
play for a couple minutes or you go hop on your computer and you play and then you have really like like if you play like Counter-Strike or something like that you have like very fast responsive games you can be competitive and it, you know it, it's a really tough market to, to say well now you have to put the headset on it's like oh well okay so I think that's the hardest part I wonder if a wraparound screen will become some something you know like if you just run an Oculus game in a screen that's like a circle around you or not fully but like a 180 circle mm. some, that, that, that seems like that would be like 90% as good as putting on goggles it wouldn't be it wouldn't be totally immersive but at least you could like look around and have peripheral vision and uh, you know that's for gaming at least it's probably enough I mean unless you want presence you probably want to put the goggles on that's, that's sort of what Microsoft is doing with Oculus right they're having this this Oculus theater where you can play Xbox One games uh, oh, in yeah. VR yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know for that demo if they use virtual desktop because you can actually do that today with virtual desktop yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when I saw that demo I was like that's weird that they really code it and then I realized they have like projections for us okay they did code it they didn't use my app <laughs> but uh, but yeah I mean I, you know until I saw this I didn't think that would actually be a selling point I'm kind of surprised that it went for that like who really wants to play their Xbox with their headset on yeah and that, to me that was weird because I didn't I never thought this would sell as a you know that, that would be a selling point so mm-hmm. um, in, you know in the, in the defense of VR in the realm of gaming I, th- I think there are some games where in VR actually gives you a competitive advantage like uh, dog fighting games the war right, absolutely I was in the cockpit of this thing and I was a new pilot and there were veteran pilots <laughs> all over me trying to take me down and they could not they could not because <laughs> I, w- I had my eyes on them all the time I almost broke my neck because <laughs> I had to be like oh shit <laughs> oh there they go um, but I, w- I was own- owning them um, and, and so there's it, what I'm thinking about is like maybe we have to have a new category or, or new servers just for That's VR true. people yep. right, to separate them yeah. um, with that respect I'm sure it can't fail because there are these experiences that are so much better that anybody would want to have a VR headset to do so so to me when people are, are, are skeptical whether it's going to fail or not I'm not really worried that it's going to fail and there's too many people in it already there's so many companies that put a ton of money in there um, and once you try it I mean like you know we're here talking and you know, we've all tried it, and and we're really hooked on this thing, right? Because it's fun, and so I'm pretty sure it's going to succeed, like yeah. 99%. What's the best case scenario? Then I mean, you sort of you sort of yeah, already yeah. painting it for me, but I mean, what would that look like? What is, you know, is it is it a million units sold in the first year for the Rift? Is oh, I think it. Personally, I think it's it's going to sell more than one million. I, I think it's going to sell at least four or five million units in the first year yeah. with the Vive and the Oculus combined. Yeah. Um, but if it, but it could be a lot more. I mean, there's a lot of gamers out there and there's a, I don't know, what do you think? Well, I think they might, the only, the only thing I think is that uh, like the P, your PC at home can handle it, you know. Well, well, they, it'd be great if Oculus or somebody sold a little box that was self-contained and said, here's true. a, Here's a 970 inside and a minimal CPU, and it just works. And it's going to be an extra whatever, 800 bucks. And people say it's a package. Maybe you could do a package deal with a payment plan and everything. I mean, stuff like that would probably help. I think there's there is an initial cost that might scare some people away. But if they can do it right, mm-hmm. then uh, like, or maybe like, oh, if you subscribe to like whatever, you know, if you pay for Facebook or whatever, whatever service they might have, or like Amazon Prime, maybe you get some sort of like. You can rent the Oculus and the whole setup. I mean, that would help. So we'll have to see what happens with that. 
Because yeah. the cost is an issue and having a good video card is an issue. If you don't have that, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone's just going to run on spend 400 bucks on a 970 or whatever it costs. Right, only hardcore gamers really are going to go in VR at the beginning. So, uh, you know, that's a couple million people. But I'm, as the years go, you know, the hardware is going to get cheaper. You know, yeah. the video card that you buy 300 in two years is going to be 150 probably. So the, the cost is going to come down very fast. Yeah, I mean, people pay, you know, what, $2,000 on a MacBook Pro, and that's not a big deal. So if, if, it's, if people really want it, they're not going to care. They're going to put it on a credit card, yeah. and yeah. they're going to just buy it. <laughs> and, and mind you, there's three, three platforms coming at you that bring VR to you. So yeah, there's the mobile, well. and there's console, and you don't know whether... It, it, how because it's, it's so advantageous to just have a plug and play experience with Morpheus you know it's just and, and sure you, you're giving up some frame rates and you're giving up mm -hmm. some graphical quality but but it's still VR and I, and I, and I think that that's going to have a positive effect on the rest of the industry mobile VR is the platform that I have the most I'm most enthusiastic about and yet I feel like it's the one that is not going in the right direction as we speak mm -hmm. because I feel like this you know and, and you know, Sorry to say this, Samsung, but like your iteration process, every six months you're releasing a phone and I'm expected to keep buying like the Galaxy Note 4 Gear VR, the Galaxy yeah. Note 5 Gear VR, the Galaxy Note 6 Gear VR. Yeah. Like th this is adding up, man. And I'm like, uh, who, who is your customer? Who are you selling this to? <laughs> <laughs> like, where are these rich people with all their money that, you know, and, and, so, and not only that, like, the, I think the mobile VR platform can be the most compelling. I think in the one that's going to spread the, the furthest just because but, but it's just so hard isn't it and I, for me I, I want the presence I want the super high quality so to me mobile I don't really give a shit about you look I mean it's cool and everything they did a great job and the Samsung products are fantastic but I mean if I'm, if I'm going to do VR I want to be sucked in and be like I'm there and I have total presence and I'm just like and I'll, I'll get you know super happy or whatever I want the whole emotional response as a consumer, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Like, I'm 100% with you. Yes, I want to lose myself in the matrix, yes. But but, but as, a, as someone who you, who has an inclination to create and who wants to make bank, I think the bank is going to be in mobile eventually. I think the masses are uh, are going to be, are going to crowd mobile because everyone has a smartphone already. And, you know, Google is going to move hard with cardboard, hopefully, and so is... Panasonic and so is LG and so is all of the other guys that are gonna copy something. I think I'm, I'm scared about the the whole cardboard thing personally because tell me about this because you know Google's gonna make them you know people are gonna think that that's VR you mm -hmm. know you just put your phone in a little plastic thing and that's it then they're gonna think that the Oculus or the PlayStation the you know PlayStation thing is the same they're gonna think that this is VR so they're gonna be very disappointed probably or maybe they think it's neat but not to spend like yeah. $300 on a headset right because they won't know the difference even the guy who reviewed uh, what is it the, the Samsung Gear VR mm -hmm. and I think what's I don't remember I think it was PC Magazine something like that mm -hmm. he thought why did you pay $200 when you could have the same thing at at made of cardboard for $5 yeah. he he didn't know that there was a difference you know, there's a big difference between Gear okay. VR and cardboard he's a guy who's a writer at a magazine and he's a, he's a texturalist. Wow. And he didn't know. So I can only imagine what the people will think. They'll think that, well, what you have with cardboard is the same thing with the Oculus headset, right? And Nick Whiting was just telling us on a podcast earlier that at SIGGRAPH, um, there were people who were trying some shitty demos, and they were walking away from these shitty demos, and they would refuse to try the showdown on Reels, Epic, 
triple A experience yes. on Crescent Bay because they're like, I already tried over there. I, I got like sick. They're like, I'm sick. I can't do it. That's what they say. I can't, I'm not good with VR. It's like, what? Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah. You're missing out because you yeah. tried some shitty shit. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so, this is a problem. So, so when I hear so Google, I'll say, that, oh, we've sold like, like a hundred of thousand of the Google Cardboard, I'm like, oh no, that's bad. It's yeah. bad. People will have a bad taste, and that won't be good. I mean, it could, it could be bad. It could be definitely bad. But I'm also hoping that it also is that like uh, gateway drug, like other people have been calling it, right? And, and there's been some. I started. I, I got a Durovis dive back in like August 2013, and I remember the evolution of this thing. And at and at what point it seemed like, holy crap, this is going places. This is gonna, and it still is. Um, but this fragmentation thing is really going to hurt it. Like mobile VR is going to be hurt by this hard. Yeah. Um, and I wonder what, what you know. I, it's it's sort of like it's this, the the odds are getting stacked against it in terms of you know just the fragmentation, the competition, um, the you know the updating landscape. The OS landscape mm -hmm. is so volatile. Um, but. Yeah, but there's so much potential because that's where the billions of people are going to be. You know? Yeah. In the next five years, how many people are moving to the internet? About 4.5 billion people, yeah. and most of them are going to be using smartphones. Um, so yeah, if you had to, if you had to think of one quick mobile VR app off the top of your head, what would it be? Just so you can say, yeah, there's, I have something up there. Here, give me a buck. I'm flying. Yeah. No, you are you are immersed in virtual desktop, sir. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I can't. You know, I to me, I I'm trying to think of something useful. Yeah. Because that's what I try to do with my something useful. But when I see mobile VR, I'm like, what could be useful? Mm -hmm. I, I like a Google Street View type of app. Oh yeah, I think the same thing. Useful. Street View, yeah, I put that on. Like, I'll look around. Okay, I know where it is, and then you can just ride your bike exactly. and recognize yeah. it. Yeah, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Be good. Yeah. Like just get familiar with something. You know, just pop it on. Look around, okay, I know where, I know where, I, I, I've got a sense of it in my mind. Yeah, but then that would be augmented reality, and, and, yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I feel like, it is, what's your take on augmented reality, where that's going, by the way? Do you think that eventually it's going to merge with VR devices? Yeah, I think so, but it, it's far from, I, I mean, I haven't seen Magic Leap, no one has, but, uh, <laughs> if, you know, if what they have is true, which is probably not, but then I think, it, you know, maybe VR will not succeed because we're going to have an AR device that, that does all that without blocking you from the real world and you can have kind of the same experiences with their device, but I don't think they're there anyway, so I'm not too worried. Um, but I think AR is better uh, to, to target the entire population, like billions of people, yeah. AR would do it. VR, probably not. Even for the kiddos, the, the brave ones. <laughs> yeah, the ones who are trusting. <laughs> if, if VR can do this social right, and where you can pop into a room yeah. and see all your friends and, and feel like, oh my god, this is great, you know, um, then, then, then that'll be it, I think. I think that's the yeah. killer app. People, if, if you're all your friends on AR, VR, you're going to be like, i got to be in this thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Facebook, you see your friend's feed, you're like, yeah, I log into Facebook ten times a day because I want to see what's up new in the feed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some social room we can jump into a room and be like, "Hey, what's up?" and see people like, I don't know, talking and have conversations you can listen to and. Mm -hmm. 
how, how does that look like? What the so so we, so we have so in the current paradigm we have social networks, these web pages, two D web pages yeah. we go to. Like, what would that look like? What would the Facebook of virtual reality look like? What would the MySpace of virtual reality look like? I'm dating myself, but what do you think? <laughs> Is it like alt space? Like you're just you walking in. There's other people in there, and they are all your friends. And, and I don't know. Maybe on the walls you have build big billboards like scrolling stuff by. And That's their status status updates. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think definitely something where you have uh, like. I think it's mostly like user content too. So so having custom avatars, you can customize yourself, and you can uh, you can go to. The places that people create, you know, I think that's that's really where it's gonna go. Uh, is there something in particular? Is there a particular experience that you that you're really looking forward to in VR that hasn't been created yet? Do you want to be Indiana Jones? Are you trying to be? I think. Uh, well, essentially, what Oculus announced is to watch movies with your friends. I think that's oh. that's awesome. Personally, I think uh, yeah. this is gonna be a big selling point. You know, you have you have friends that are not still in the same city, maybe in a different country, and you say, okay, yeah, let's watch a movie tonight, and you all there, you chat, you watch the movie. That's awesome. Yeah, just as long as they give me the ability to mute my loud, obnoxious friend who right. spoils oh, yeah, the movies. popcorn <laughs> with his mic on. Like my kid, he's addicted. He does Minecraft, so he's on Minecraft and he has Skype running at the same time. He's got the headphones and the mic on. They're just chatting and laughing and playing like for hours and hours. So I think, you know, in a more adult version of that, just where you have just you have friends in the room chatting, you're doing something together like building Minecraft stuff or watching a movie or doing something, and then everyone can laugh and you know fight each other and like do goofy stuff, whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Virtual reality MMO. It's like talking in the film, but like plus you know. Times a thousand, you know. So. Yeah, plus slaying dragons yeah, yeah. and flying starships and stuff oh, like that. Check out this video and drag in some video, you know, whatever, like just. Yeah, I'm hoping that Blizzard is working on a VR MMO. That would definitely sell. That will that that will kill people. <laughs> people will not <laughs> like, walk away with their lives from the, something like that, like yeah. uh, World of Warcraft in VR. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That is that's that's digital crack. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my kid is on Minecraft until he just until his brain is completely fried and he, 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 he finally after yelling at him for an hour he'll finally take it off and he'll just be on the worst mood you know he's just been like so wired up with this, with this Minecraft and Skype conversations you get into these zones Steve you, you don't understand yeah. I remember I, I, you get into these hot streaks I used to play Battlefield in college and just just yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's almost like a sport like, or like you're in war or warfare where you're with your buddies you're doing something and you're so wrapped up and you're in the everyone's in the zone mm -hmm. and to, to pop out of that it's kind of difficult I think yeah. it's going to be difficult I feel like that's what we're looking for a lot of the time we're looking for something that gives us that slow state of mind yeah, and a, like, a sense of purpose and you're and you're with your friends and you're you're laughing together and, having and you fun. forget everything about your all your day went or yeah. whatever yeah, 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 about totally it. yeah I'm super immersive <laughs> So, and I'll end with the last couple questions. I mean, in, in that in that sense, is VR a dangerous thing? Because all of a sudden we have this uh, magical teleportation device that can oh, also be no, no, it's not. That it's can not. also be a prison. And we, what, you know, what? Do you, you, well, the, well, I think now we're in a prison of being solitary. You know, everyone goes mm -hmm. back to their, their room and closes the door, and everyone's alone. You know, mm -hmm. you might have a girlfriend, or whatever, some kids, but still, you you can't see your cousins and your brothers and your friends down the street. Mm -hmm. So I think now we're sick. I think with virtual reality, we actually make it where the, what how we want it. You know, where we want to have all our friends over all the time and yeah. be able to stay up late and not to worry about you know catching the last train or the 
or the traffic or a lot of crap, you know. Yeah. So people want people are social animals. They want to be together. So I think that's gonna bring us all together. I think it's gonna be good. I think yeah. that's yeah. I think that's a yeah. I think that's a beautiful and that that's probably the best case scenario for all of us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, is is it is it, are you worried about that that that, that possibility at all? That no, no. Well, it's it's like everything. There's always yeah. some people who will do extremes. Like uh, there was some players of WoW in China that didn't eat for two days and they died mm -hmm. but you know it, it can happen for anything but we shouldn't worry about it yeah we should invest in some company that does IV feed feeding tubes <laughs> and, and just that'd be awesome because I would do that I'd totally do that if I could just be IV fed all the time and just sit there and be like playing games all day or whatever that'd be awesome yeah and yep. order and order an IV through your smartphone have it have it delivered to you and straight to your vein and if you get a little tired and you just hit a button you with caffeine, you're like, oh, my God. you stay for days. And it's like, Shh. <laughs> this, this is how the matrix begins, Steve. No, this, this is, is how it starts. A little bit yeah, there's there going to be some health issues, I think, initially. <laughs> and then we got to add a sensory deprivation tank, so you're laying and floating on the water with an IV drip and your HMD strapped to your head. <clears throat> wow. But then maybe if you want to go to sleep, you could just like log out and then you'd like inject you some drug, you'd sleep for eight hours, <laughs> then you'd pop back out and you'd be totally awake again, you'd be like oh, on top of it. Maybe you. Okay, see, see that now you're you're taking me to weird places. And let's yeah. go there. Let's go there. I want to go there. Could it be possible? Could it be? Could, is it is it technically possible to do that to a human being? Could we drug them enough so that we can keep them trapped inside of a sensory deprivation tank, tank, strap them to a VR HMD, and keep them in there? It, maybe you want to inject them with ketamine, the horse trying yeah, to do stuff. I think you can do it. Yeah, I think you can do it. I'm no, it sounds horrendous, but I, yeah, you gotta follow me here because you never know. We might see some crazy shit in our century. <laughs> no, people are comfortable, and that's easy to do. With like, I mean, I'm not sure how easy it is, but I mean, if you keep someone comfortable, they'll stay there forever. I mean, yeah. the only reason you want to move around is if you don't feel good, like when your muscles are aching or whatever. I, I ask this because prisons, for example, like mm -hmm. what you know, what makes this more horrendous than putting people in metal boxes for 22 hours straight, you know, like solitary confinement, for example. Right, but it's supposed to be a punishment, right, to be in prison. So if they are in VR and they don't know that they're in prison, then they don't get punished, right. technically, right? So that they mm -hmm. and, 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 and they say that the solitary confinement, the reason why it's uh, painful is because you're not socializing with people. Yeah. People mm -hmm. have to socialize mm -hmm. in order to feel normal and that's that's why you have solitary confinement to like cut that off. Like their most ba one of their most basic needs is to be able to to talk to socialize with other people. So you know how Australia is a prison colony, like a former oh, prison yeah, colony. Right, right. What if we created a virtual reality prison colony where the people you're socializing with are inside this virtual reality prison, right? And you're in, and you're all your real bodies are all inside these tanks, and you can't move. And this is it. This is the rest of your life. It, would that be that sounds insane yes but <laughs> and you're nodding your head yes <laughs> but like you know consider the present condition I mean is it, be is it better than living in some crappy apartment in some crappy city and having to like drive your shitty car and go to your shitty job and yeah the, the good thing about about it is is you know driving your shitty car and your shitty job is that like maybe you can do something about it you know if I oh can yeah do... yeah or there's some random things can happen to you and yeah maybe, yeah i know things might get better but like if i imprison you in the tank and you're in the tank <laughs> <laughs> 
Key honey, we're not in, we're, we're not in this uh, isolation tank right now. Yeah, well, we, we could definitely be. Yeah, yeah. And maybe our real being, maybe our, our real lives, we have like hundreds of senses, but they, we're limited to five as a punishment. You, know? <laughs> you can only sense 3D, and you can only like feel and touch and taste and, and hear and smell. Oh, that sucks. What happened to all these other hundreds of senses that I really have? You know? That's true, that's true. Just considering all the colors of the spectrum we're missing out on. Maybe, we, yeah. we, we don't see, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we miss so much. You know? Yeah, there's so much... Um, we were really like scratching the surface because VR, I think, is scratch- scratching the surface of what it means to be human, like Carl Kranz says, mm-hmm. and it also scratches the surface of the human brain itself and consciousness and what we're, what's happening inside of us. Um, you know, are you are are you seeing VR change your psych your psyche, the way you think, um, the more you use it, or are you at all not cognizant of all those things, of those things at all? Not really. Uh, the thing is, I don't use it that much. People will think you're developing something. You should have your headset on your head all the time. But yeah. actually, I, I don't. I, yeah. The only time I have, I code, and I don't code with my HMD on because I never do it. Yeah, the yeah. same way. I rarely use mine because I'm always in Unreal Engine typing. I'm not looking yeah. at stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I must be masochistic because I like wearing mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if I had to, re- if I if I was wasn't coding, I'd be wearing mine a lot and trying every demo and having exactly, fun. Yeah, yeah. But I'm. I'm I got code to write in bugs to fix, yeah. yeah. Probably the people who use it the most are the ones who, who got an Oculus or got a development kit, but they're not developing anything. They're probably the ones using it the most. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people like me. Uh, yeah. Do you, does the Oculus, so Oculus SDK release with that is being released with no extended mode, or that's being shut off? Yeah, is that's that awesome. Good? That's awesome. That's awesome, but I'm that happy. affects you positively. Yes, because it's kind of, well... Before 0.6, I had I, I, I could only work in extended mode because the, the dark mode was incompatible. Oh, right. Now that it's compatible, uh, then I have to support both. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of do little quirks when you're in extended mode and all that. So if I can uh, get rid of that, then I'm going to be really happy because, uh, you know, it's less work for me. So yeah, nice, that's nice. awesome. Cool. Guy uh, and Steve, unless you have anything else, any final thoughts? Um, you have been a true scholar and gentleman, savior, uh, wizard of virtual reality and all things. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for having me. Thank you so again, much. Steve, as always. Um, how, so, so Guy, how can people follow what you're doing and stay in touch and all that good stuff? Uh, you can follow me on Reddit. I, I try to post there uh, from time to time. And um, uh, I brain fart um, my, my, my website for my app it's vrdesktop.net okay. uh, you can get the latest version there and uh, yeah reddit or that that's good awesome yeah and Steve how can people follow what you're doing and all that good stuff oh uh, well uh, you can email me at steve at distant future and it's .re and not .com or anything awesome and if you're in San Francisco I'm going to put that in the show notes if you're in San Francisco um, come hang out at the Unreal SF meetups um, that Steve and I organized. Um, and all of the relevant links to Guy and Steve are going to be in the show notes. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming along again. And yeah, I'll see you in the metaverse. And boom. <laughs> <laughs>